What is up, guys? I'm your host, Jacob Scafidi, back here with another episode of the Sports and Stuff podcast. And the finals are over, so now we can get into more of a traditional episode from here on out. Um, once again, I know last podcast I said that it'd be out every um, every Tuesday. I actually meant every Wednesday. So yeah, I'm gonna. Um, my plan is to record every Tuesday night, and then they'll be out for you guys Wednesday. So just keep close eye on that. Um, so yeah, I'm just gonna d- delve into everything here tonight. It should be pretty fun. All right, so. Let's get started with uh, some MLB. I haven't talked about that in a long time. So obviously, you know, Cleveland Indians, they're not having that great of a year. Um, They did just have a great series against Detroit. They, uh, I think they swept Detroit, maybe? Yeah, they swept Detroit, and they split with the Reds. Had a great series against the Yankees last uh, week. So the Indians right now, as it stands, they're playing the Texas Rangers. Right now they're actually winning 10-1, to 1, so I'm going to go ahead and assume they won this game. I'm trying to find the standings here. Um, but the Indians, while they've been having a down year, their bullpen is still one of the best in baseball. They, they uh, lead the... Uh, MLB and bullpen ERA, which is um, pretty good. Here we go. Here's the standing. So right now the Indians, I'm gonna go. Ha- I'm gonna go ahead and assume they won the game. So right now they sit at 38 and 34, and that would put them nine or ten games back, because uh, Boston Minnesota is currently tied up at 2-2, going into the bottom of the ninth. Minnesota has a guy on first. So. When you guys hear this, the Indians will either be nine or ten games back with a record of thirty-eight and thirty-four. Um, in the wild card hunt, they would be a game and a half back from the second spot. And yeah, so obviously not a good year for the Indians right now. Um, they've dealt with a lot of injuries. Uh, Mike Clevenger missed about a month and a half. Um, Cookie Carrasco, Carlos Carrasco, he's out right now with a blood condition. Obviously, Lindor missed the first uh, couple weeks of the year. So there's a lot going on with the Indians. Um, I hope they can turn it around after the All-Star break and really make a push to, to win the division, but I don't know how likely that is. Um, so they've, they've won their last... Let me see here. I mean, they've been pretty... They've won some games of lately, but obviously not enough. Only four games over 500. Um, not a lot I can say here about the Indians. I mean, nothing really to talk about. I mean, I mean they're just not very good. I, I was hoping they'd be better this year, but in the offseason when they were letting free agents go left and right, I kind of knew that this would not be a good year for us. Um, let's go through the whole league. Um, I'll go through the division leaders right now. The Yankees are sitting at 44 and 27. The Twins at 47 and 24. The Astros at 48 and 26. Braves at 43 and 31. Milwaukee at 40 and 32. LA at 48 and 25. LA, the LA Dodgers, I mean, 
they're one of the best run organizations in all sports, in my opinion. Now they can't really win in the World Series, but you know, we'll get there when we get there. But I'm expecting big things from the Dodgers this postseason. I think this might be where they uh, they finally win the World Series. Um, so the best team in baseball right now is actually the Twins, which is not good for the Indians, obviously because they're in the same division. Um, there's been a lot of stuff going on in the major leagues. Um, a couple weeks ago, Madison Bumgarner gave up a home run to Muncie from the uh, Dodgers, and Muncie was Mincy Muncy. I think it's Mincy actually. He was watching the ball, and for those of you who don't know, like. The San Francisco Giants, where they play, they're literally on the on the water in San Francisco on the bay. And he actually hit the ball out of the stadium into the bay. And Madison Bumgarner was not happy about him watching the ball. And he said, don't watch the ball run. And then Mincy replied, go get the ball out of the ocean. Um, so that's just funny. And then Manny Machado, he was suspended for one game because he was arguing with an umpire over balls and strikes. And then he got ejected, and then he threw his bat at the backstop, and the MLB said that was violence, and he was uh, not looking out for the well-being of other people. So they suspended him for one game. In my opinion, I mean, he shouldn't have thrown the bat, but, like, the notion that he was, like, being violent, I think is kind of soft, but, you know, it is what it is. So, yeah, um, once again, the Indians 10 games back. 34 and 38 and 34. Um, hopefully they can pick it up after the break. Um, just been kind of disappointing for uh, Indians fans this year. All right, we're going to switch gears here to the NBA. No pun intended for those of you who know about the LeVar Ball situation. I'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, so NBA, obviously the Raptors won the NBA Finals in six games. Kawhi Leonard's your Finals MVP. They had the parade in Toronto, and it looked pretty awesome. Um, they said they had, I think it was 1.5 million people in Toronto for the parade, which would be more than the Cavs parade, but that's a whole country opposed to a city. Um, so Kawhi Leonard, I mean, this guy is living life right now. He obviously held a series, and now... All the people that were making fun of him, he's kind of like going back at them. People are mocking the way he acts. Uh, people said he wasn't a fun guy. His laugh and everything. Well, now he's he's now who's laughing now when he's riding around Toronto on a party bus with a shirt that said board was a shirt that says board man gets paid, smoking cigars. He uh, I think he actually pounded a beer. Um, and then uh. The next question for Kawhi is where is he going to play next year? And, like, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I don't really care, like, if he does one thing or the other, like, I'm not going to, like, really have a feeling about it, but I do have an opinion. I just kind of hope he stays in Toronto. Like, if he leaves, I'm not going to be like, oh, why did he leave? I'm not going to be broken up about it. But I just kind of hope he stays in Toronto just because, like, he's like a, he's a superstar that fits that city. Like, he's, like, low-key quiet and everything. And I just really think what he his run has been so special in Toronto, and it's only been one year, and I think they can accomplish greater things. 
I mean, not much greater, obviously, because they won the championship. I think they can get m more championships, more great things. Um, obviously, the West is going to look different next year with Clay and uh, KD being out. But I kind of hope Kawhi just stays put in Toronto. Um, I like before the finals. I like I like Kawhi Leonard. I'm like, yeah, he's he's a good player. He's chill. But now I'm a really big fan of his. Um, just like the way he carries himself, and like the fact that a superstar like that has his demeanor and is so low key. But now that we're seeing that, like when he gets the job done, when he does what he's supposed to do, he's he's at he's actually a fun guy, like he said he was. Um, watching him, he mocked his. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this, but earlier, like, before the season even started when they were interviewing Kawhi at a press conference, his laugh, he was like, <laughs> kind of had, like, a weird laugh, and then, like, during the finals, Clay Thompson was mocking Kawhi's laugh at a press conference, and then Kawhi, at the championship parade in Toronto, when he was on stage giving his, like, little spiel, he actually mocked Clay, mocking him himself laugh, which I thought was just awesome. Um, but the funny thing about Kawhi is that, like, he drives the same truck he drove in high school. He, like, he doesn't go out and, like, he has nice things, don't get me wrong. But he doesn't go out and blow money. And I just think it's so funny that he signed with New Balance just because, like, that's such, like, a... I mean, I like New Balance. Like, I love, like, they have good cleats and stuff. But, like, you know, it's not, like, a basketball thing. It's, like, Nike. It's not, like, Nike or, like, Adidas. But he signed with New Balance. And if there's anyone that was going to become a Finals MVP while wearing a New Balance shoe... If you would ask me, I'd be like, it's Kawhi Leonard because he's he's just so low key. But we're gonna dive into free agency here. So um, obviously, talking about this in the last podcast a little bit, Anthony Davis traded the Lakers for Ingram, Ball, Hart, and uh, the fourth pick and two future firsts. And um, there's like this trade's not official until like I think it's July 30, July 30th. The trade isn't official. And the Lakers are trying to disperse, um, I think it was uh, Mo Wagner, Isaac Bonga, and I forget the third guy. But they're trying to ship those guys off two to other teams to open up the th uh, open up a max slot in free agency. Um, honestly, I was... Um, Will, Will Kane had an interesting take on this um, on ESPN, and I actually kind of agree with it. Um, he said the era of the super team is over because the way the cap is set, like... There's no way to get like a full team with three all stars on it. Like you can definitely get three all stars on a team, but you won't have the depth that you need to win game to win like playoff games. Like the thing, like the Warriors, that was like a fluke because they they drafted three great players and they were able to sign a, uh, sign a Kevin Durant under the cap. But like you'll never like see like. The last super team that you're really going to see is the Miami Heat team. And, like, that team was good, but I wouldn't really consider them a super team. Like, D-Wade, his knees were bad at that point. He was kind of, like, fading out of his prime. Chris Bosh didn't really do anything special. But, I mean, people still consider them a super team. So, like, I think that's the last time you're going to see three all-stars, like, unite on one team and have, like, a good bench behind them. Because now, like, let's say the Lakers, okay, so they, they have LeBron on the max contract. They have AD on a max contract. So say they open up this max slot and they get, I don't know, say they get Kemba, Kawhi, Kyrie, a max player, right? Then they don't have any money to, like, put a team around them. Like, 
their their lineup is like literally like LeBron, AD, Kuzma, and then like if they sign a max player, and then they had to like get like a cheap center, like how the Warriors had Zaza Pachulia, and then like their bench would just be decimated and it won't be any good. Where like if the if the Lakers do clear all that cap, and they put it into like good role players, like if they if they get that thirty two million. And they put some of it into JJ Redick, some of it into Danny Green, some of it into like a a center that's a free agent this year, some of it into another shooter, another defender. That team with LeBron and AD, and like maybe you sign like a mid tier free agent, like a JJ Redick, or a, a, like a point guard that's like mid tier class. He's not he's not quite like the Kemba. He's like right below him. I think that team is not like. On paper, like they wouldn't be better, but in the playoffs, when you need buckets from your role players, like they're talking about today on the on the uh, on Fox Sports, uh, Shaq was on there, and he was saying like, yeah, me and Kobe, when Shaq and Kobe played together, like they were the re- they were like the reasons why they were elite, but like it's the little guys that make the clutch shots that really put the team over the top. So I think it'd be any team now. I think I think the formula to win a championship in the NBA now is like two superstars and like an invested like other three starters with a de- with a deep bench. Like you saw in Toronto, Toronto didn't have the second superstar, which like I mean Kyle Lowry like used to be like I don't know if he was a superstar, but he was like a all star. So like you see it with the Raptors, they had a they, their bench was good as hell. And the Warriors just like when they were seven, they couldn't keep up. Like Fred Van Fleet, he was coming in hitting big shots. That's another thing I want to talk about uh, real quick. Just Steph Curry, he's the fraud. Um, he has the top four, I think, four or five worst shooting percentages in elimination games in the NBA playoffs. And in game six, on his own floor in an elimination game, he was outscored by both Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Fleet. Um, in, in my opinion, um, with the Chris Paul thing, like Steph Curry is like a couple breaks the opposite way from being Chris Paul, right? Like Chris Paul like has never been to a conference finals. Or yeah, he has, excuse me. He's never been to an NBA finals. Um he's never been able to win. We're like if in twenty fifteen if Kyrie's leg or knee doesn't explode, the Warriors don't win the finals. In 2016, the Cavs obviously won. 2017, if Kevin Durant doesn't go there, I gotta believe that the Cav and Kyrie doesn't leave. I gotta believe the Cavs win all those. Like Stephen Curry, he is so propped up by the fans and the media, it's unbelievable. He's not that good when it comes to winning. He's a good player, don't get me wrong, but he hits he hits big shots in February, not in June, and we've really seen that over the past five years. Um. But back to that Chris Paul thing, uh, you guys—if you guys didn't see this—Chris Paul, um, he he reportedly requested a trade, but I heard that Harden demanded that the Rockets trade Paul, because I guess James Harden and Chris Paul just don't get along, and like during the year they didn't talk to each other for a span of two months. Um, but the thing is that really puts the Rockets in a tough spot is that like Chris Paul, he's like 34 years old, and he's on a—he has four years left on his contract, or three or four years left on his contract, and he's owed 121. Um, so I don't know, like, if anyone's going to take him in the, in a trade, but 
just something to keep an eye on. Um, so yeah, like going back to like this whole super team thing, like I don't think you're gonna see like they'll definitely be like superior teams, but like you'll never see another Golden State like in my opinion. Um, so. Oh yes, in the switching gears joke at the beginning of the segment. Um, for those of you who didn't see, uh, Lavar Ball, he was on first take with Stephen A., Max Kellerman, and Molly. Molly, I'm gonna say her last name wrong. Molly Quirum, Quirum. Um, and Molly was uh asking a question to like the panel, and she asked Lavar if she could switch gears, meaning like can she move on to a different topic? And Lavar said. You can switch gears on me anytime, Molly. And now, like, people... And, like, obviously people think that's, like, a sexual, like... I don't know, shot at her, I guess. Um, I definitely understand, like, he shouldn't have said that. But, like, I truly believe that LeVar didn't mean it that way. Like, I think... Like, he's not dumb. Like, he may be an idiot, but he's not dumb. I think he's, like... First off, I don't think he would do that. Like, he has a wife and everything. But second off, I think he's smart enough where even if he would do that, he wouldn't do it on live TV. Um, I think he was just like, try, like that's just how LeVar is. Like, he's kind of like loud and obnoxious. He's like, you can switch gears on me anytime, Molly. And like, I definitely understand why people would be upset and like how take that the wrong way. And like, if she was offended, I would definitely like, I wouldn't be mad at her. I was like, I mean, it's kind of bad. But like, I don't think he had the intention of that outcome. And I don't think he meant to come across that way, but... You guys can decide that for yourselves. Um, so the NBA draft is this Thursday, and the Cavs have the fifth pick, and they're projected to take either DeAndre Hunter or Jarrett Culliver. But there's a lot of rumors that like they would trade the pick. I've heard a bunch of trade, crazy trade. Kevin Love's getting traded apparently. I've heard a bunch of trade, but like, look for the Cavs to trade back and possibly get, like, two picks later in the round or possibly three, and maybe they're going to move. I doubt they move Kevin Love, but, like, that's that's be, that's being thrown around out there that he could be moved. So, obviously, your top three picks are probably Zion, one New Orleans, John ja Morant, two to Memphis, three R.J. Barrett, two New York, the Knicks. And then from there, it's kind of like you don't really know. Um, Bull Bulls projected to go 21 to the Oklahoma City Thunder. He's, like, a big name to look for. But yeah, look for the trade. Look for the Cavs to trade back. Um, this draft, like once you get past the top three, it's not gonna be that exciting. It's not really a deep draft. Um, I've heard rumors that the Cavs are gonna trade with uh, Atlanta. And what was the other trade I saw? I think it might have just been Atlanta. Um, but yeah, keep an eye on the Cavs trade back. But once, like I said, like unless you're like a diehard Cavs fan, like this draft, like <laughs> once you get past the top three, it's kind of a crapshoot. All right, now we're going to switch over to football. Uh, the Cleveland Browns have been in the headlines a lot lately. Um, in my opinion, just white smoke before the season starts because the media is drooling all over the Browns. But apparently, okay, so Duke Johnson wants traded because Nick Chubb is a beast and we signed Kareem Hunt, who will be back week eight. And Duke Johnson's like, I'm not going to get any carries, which I understand. Like, I wouldn't, I mean, I would want to be in the team, but like, I want to win. But like, he's like, I'm not going to get any carries. I want out. But that's all fine. Well, like, he's a right to do that. 
But the problem is, is that he's in the building saying these things to reporters. He's not at home, um, sitting out of OTAs and practices. He's actively in the building, going through the motions with the team and saying this stuff. And I don't think that's the best way to go about it. Like, if you want out that bad, don't come. Don't be a distraction in the locker room. Don't. Mike Golick said this about Le'Veon Bell. Like, don't come if you wanna if you wanna sit out fine if you're displeased if you're displeased with the team fine but don't come in here and bring the problem to the workplace leave it out right so Baker Mayfield was asked about this um by a reporter and he said that they asked him if it was awkward with Duke and he said no because it's all self inflicted um I hope we all I hope the guys who wanna be here are are here come training camp and the guys that don't want to be here aren't and people are like oh he's he's not help he's not backing his teammate Duke Johnson well you heard Freddie Kitchens at his at his uh press conference when he was named head coach if you don't wear brown and orange you don't matter well Duke Johnson doesn't want to wear brown and orange so therefore he doesn't matter so I think the Browns should just send him home before and, and either they send him home and work each other's differences out, and he comes back, or they trade him off. But the notion that people are being are mad at Mayfield for saying that, like, it, basically he hopes that Duke is gone by training camp, um, they need to figure out something else to do with their lives because it's not an issue. And, like, there is reports by this Silver um, that the veterans are displeased with Baker. Shut up. Shut up, dude. Landry came out and said it's not an issue. Everyone's coming out and saying it's not an issue. Um, on a more exciting note, the Browns are uh, they're making uh, moves, obviously, the whole offseason to become a Super Bowl contender. And they are actually one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl. I'm going to pull up the odds here. But... Another thing is is that Baker Mayfield, um, they released like the top, I think it was top 10 odds to uh, win the MVP, and Baker came in at number three, which is really exciting. Yeah, right here, the Browns, according to VegasInsider.com, the Browns have the one, two, three, four, fifth best odds to win the Super Bowl at 14 to one. Um... Last year, or two years ago, we were in 16 and last year we had Hugh Jackson as our coach, and now we're sitting here with the fifth best odds in the Super Bowl. Pretty crazy how that works, right? Um, but the Browns, like, they're up there, like, with the with the Patriots, the Chiefs, or the, the Rams, they're right up there. I'm excited for the season today. You know, if you live, if you live by me in North Canton, Ohio. We we've had rain for the past eight years. It feels like, um, so I was inside all pretty much all day, and I was I was so bored because I can't well, like I can go outside. It wasn't raining, but it was just cloudy and humid and everything. Now I was watching Browns and Baker Mayfield highlights just because I can't wait for the season. And I was so bored. Um, I just really hope that the Browns can live up to their um. Uh, Potential, because like on paper, I don't even think this is a question. On paper, they have the best team in the NFL. Like I don't even think you can argue, especially now that um, uh, Tyreek Hill 
the whole that whole thing in Kansas City. I mean, it's just insane the amount of talent the Browns have on this team. Right now, Baker's plus 1,400 to win the MVP behind Mahomes, Breeze, Rodgers, Luck, and Brady. He's even he's actually ahead of Wilson. I would go ahead and I'd put Luck behind Mayfield. And I'd I, I if I had a if I was betting on who would win MVP, I wouldn't put Mahomes like I think Mahomes like has a good shot, but I wouldn't put him one just because he won it last year. Look for him to regress a little bit. Honestly, to to win the MVP I, I would bet on Baker Mayfield. Like they have Drew Brees at two, but like he's always in the mix. I feel like Rodgers at three. Like, is he going to be healthy? How is he going to be with his first year head coach? Andrew Luck, I'd put him pretty high. And then obviously Tom Brady's always going to be at the top when he's uh until he retires. But if my top MVP candidates this year would be Baker one, Luck two, Brady three, Wilson four, Mahomes five. Rogers six just because like Rogers he might be hurt who knows. Um, but yeah, I'd go Mayfield, Luck, Brady, Mahomes, Breeze. Or no, sorry, sorry. I go Mayfield, Luck, Mahomes, Brady, Wilson, Rogers. That's what I would go. And um. Obviously, I mean, it'd be great for the city of Cleveland and just the Browns to have an MVP, have a team that's in the playoffs making a, a Super Bowl run. But uh, here we go. Top nine MVP candidates. This is on the NFL app. Baker ahead of Rodgers, according to this, uh, according to Adam Shine. So we have they, he has Mahomes at one. Rivers at two. I don't agree with that. Baker at three. Rodgers four. Luck five. Wentz at six. Doubt that. El- Ezekiel Elliott at seven. Aaron Donald at eight. Kamara at nine. Okay, so like from seven, from six down, that's, I mean, that was just finishing the, out the nine. I guess he already had five. He needed four more. But, so he, I'll just go through his top five. So he has Mahomes one, Rivers two, Mayfield three, Rodgers four, Luck five. My order would be Mayfield 1. Out of, again, out of the five he gave me, I'd, I'd go Mayfield 1. I'd go Luck 2. Mahomes 3. Rivers 4. Rodgers 5. Actually, no, I'd go Rivers 5. Rodgers 4. But I don't know why he put Rivers in there. He's kind of old. But yeah, it just should be a fun, exciting season for the Browns. You know, obviously we we made the Odell trade. Um, they're favored to. They're like I said, they're top five to make the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl. Just a really exciting time to be a Browns fan. And um, if you are a Browns fan, there's a lot of good content on YouTube on the Browns YouTube channel. They have the Building the Browns series. I watched a nice little video today. It was like five minutes long, just about Jarvis Landry talking about how he and Baker have their timing down. And he breaks down film. It was pretty fun to watch if you have any time. Um, but yeah, just the Browns are really exciting. And it's it's only June June 18th. And I'm, I'm, I'm already getting excited. I mean, usually I'm excited, but usually I'm prepared to suck. So 
this year I'm prepared to be good and just an exciting time right here I'm gonna close it out here with a little freestyle section about the NHL obviously well maybe not obviously for some of you who don't follow hockey but the St. Louis Blues won the Stanley Cup they beat the Boston Bruins in a series of seven in game seven <clears throat> now I just want to talk about first off congratulations to the Blues for those of you who don't know, they were in last place in January, and they fired their coach, switched the goalie, and they won the cup. So, obviously, hockey is a little bit different than all the other sports. Not many people can be in last place that late in the season and come back and win the championship. But I just want to talk about hockey in general. Like, I, I'm not really like I'm. I'm not gonna be like, oh, I watch hockey religiously. Like, no, I don't. To be honest, I just watch the Blue Jackets when they're in the playoffs this year, and I just kind of like the sport. Um, but like the NHL, they need to do a better job marketing their sport. Like, I feel like their sport is something that Americans would love, just like the grit and intensity and the in the collision, the impact, the just like everything about it. I feel like it's something Americans really like, but they don't market it well at all. Like I never know when anything's going on for the NHL if I don't unless I look myself. Well, like in Canada, like obviously they're going to like hockey a ton and they probably market it better in Canada. But like I feel like if they put money in marketing in the United States, it would be a lot bigger than it is. Um like I said, like if I never know when anything's going on on in the NHL unless I go look and I have like all the I have the ESPN app I have all the apps like all the Bleacher Report all of them and I and like I couldn't tell you like even what month the All-Star Games and like I have no idea I just know the cup is around the NBA Finals I never know who's in it like I just feel like they need to market their sport a lot better and Honestly, next year, I might start watching a little bit more hockey. I mean, obviously, I'm going to watch football, basketball, and baseball over hockey. But, like, if it's ever, like, a Tuesday night in, like, November and the Cavs aren't playing and there's nothing really on, and if I have to choose between, like, Pelicans and uh, – I might watch Pelicans because I love Zion – but I have to choose, like, between, like, a crappy NBA game and a hockey game. I'll probably pick the hockey game just because, like, I kind of like the sport now. Um, it's fun to watch. Really, really thrilling, especially in the playoffs. Um, so, yeah, I just that was just my take on the NHL and hockey. Um, I think that if they just market better, they, they could make so much more money and a lot more fans here in America. And... I feel like Americans would love the sport. Now that's all for this episode of the Sports and Stuff Podcast. Um, thank you for listening. Like, share, and subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Anchor Podcasts. Share with your friends. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Sports and Stuff PC. And I'll see you when I see you.